Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, we're going on a journey on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, we do need to prepare ourselves for this journey because it is into Britney's Instagram. Britney's Insty. Should we get the Cobra gang together? Let's do it. Okay. Whenever there's trouble, we'll double double. Toxic is appropriate. Um, I'm really concerned. There's actually, and we've had new developments in the world of Britney that will. Ch- I'm sorry, did you say nude developments? That too. That's where we're going to start. But then uh, she does tell her mom to go bleep herself. Again? So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, um, dear. Uh, yeah. But first, I, I want to start with a story that I saw yesterday. Yeah. So Britney's <laughs> Instagram, come for the nudity, stay for the. Wait, what? Okay. You know it's not unusual, as Thank your you, friend Tom, Tom Jones. Jones would say, <laughs> for Britney to be sans clothing mm-hmm. on Instagram. This mm-hmm. is a form of expression that she has leaned into. Uh, she is bearing sides of herself that she probably hasn't felt uh, like she was able to before. Right. right? And now like, she's is, really bearing them. This is, uh, and, and like, really, I'm like, yeah. oof, I just, I, I don't, like, nudity doesn't bother me. I'm just thinking of, like, the audience, like, all the... I mean, again, kids, nudity, it's a thing in terms of like you have to be comfortable with your body. I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to shame anybody's bodies. But I do just find it interesting that she's like all in on the on the like nude experience. Mm-hmm. But that's not even what I want to talk about. I, I do want to acknowledge that that's happening over on her Instagram. Britney Spears is obviously on a beach. There is like a slideshow of like 10 photos. She's doing all sorts of things. There's a book she's reading and some pictures. It's a weird journey. I'm not quite sure what I'm feeling. I don't know. And there's no there's it? no caption. So you your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. But I want you to tell me the most interesting thing about the first photo. Well, first of all, I want you to describe for the audience that first photo. Just for those who can't see what we're talking about. What do you see in that picture? Um, Okay, so she is... Brittany's in the center of the photograph wearing a wide-brimmed hat, which I really support. That's good for, you know... Yeah, I mean, that's a good start, right? Protecting... Protect your face. And, you know... It's doing its job, but she has nothing else on. Yeah. She is gently, shall I say, cupping her breast area with two little heart stickers over each nipple. Uh, And then there's one tiny little heart area over her downstairs, and she's kind of straddling on her knees on the beach. Yeah. Now, do me a favor and look Mm -hmm. behind her. Yeah. What do you see? Well, I see some people. Mm-hmm. Getting on a, uh, what are those things called? Uh, like a board, like a Kayak? sailboard. 
uh, yeah, in some sort some of kind floating of device. I see one, two, three, four, at least five people. Are any of them naked? Nope, they do not appear to be so naked. So that was the first thing I saw. I was like, wait a minute, there's all these people behind her. What is going on? Like, it's one thing yeah. if Britney Spears is like, I'm just going to get nude. It's early at the beach. Hey, Sam Asgari. I'm assuming that's who's taking these photos. Not only am I topless, she's crotchless. That pantsless? What's the word she's we're looking for? booty nude. Yeah, like her whole Lebowski <laughs> is out. <laughs> For all to see front and back, sides, up and all down, of all Everywhere. of the things. She is not, and it's not like, oh, I'm at the beach, quick flash, Mm-mm. or I'm now going to be topless. Because somebody said in the comments, like, topless beaches are a thing, or nude beaches are a thing. I'm like, yeah, they're totally a thing. And Bend to them. That's fine if that's what you're one. comfortable with. Does that look like a nude beach Mm-mm. experience? Because to me, it looks like, I don't know, any number of beaches that I've been on in the Caribbean. And recently, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell you about my trip. We don't have time. But I've never, never would I see somebody's like Schlemiel hanging out. Like, uh, you know, like again, maybe you see some. Or Schlemiel and or Schlemazel. <laughs> House and Pfeffer incorporated. incorporated. The whole thing. Right? Like, I. that's the thing that I was most surprised by. So it's because, again, you you see one snapshot and you see people in the background. But as you click through, you realize this whole experience has been taken at multiple angles. Like she's definitely playing in the surf. Nudie patootie. Yeah. And don't you feel like the people are like, I think that's Britney Spears over there with her, you know, um, with her, uh, you know, jello salad jiggling Mm. down the beach. I mean, it's just, it's just fascinating because she's not like in all the photos. Again, we're talking about Britney. I was just surprised. I'm not judging but in one, she's like, she's all spread out. In another one, she's just like wading through the water. I feel like these photos aren't NSFW. Like, I feel it actually feels awkward when I open well, them. Well, I opened because, so we were, truth be told, we were sitting on the couch last night uh, watching um, Junior Bake Off because like in between episodes of the Great British Bake Off, which has just come back and the episodes only drop on Friday, we've had to like. What else can we watch? Right. And I didn't know this, but Junior Bake Off is a thing. And it's the most adorable kids like doing actual cooking. It's so, and they're like really good and Mm. you root for them. Anyway, so we sit down to watch like the latest episode of that. And I open my thing and I'm like, oh God. And I do that thing because in my house, you know, like whenever we're watching stuff on the TV, I'll think like, oh, that just came on the TV. And I'll turn and look to the street to see, like, I hope there's not a family out there. And I open my my Insty and I'm like, oh, God, is anybody this is inappropriate because, again, I don't care. Nudity is fine. I'm here for it. You want to look at surprise nudity when you're not in a space to. But this space of Instagram is just so interesting to me. And then when I saw that there were people, I was like, what am I missing? Like, isn't that a little odd? No, it's more than a little odd. And also, this is not the only photo series from that beach. Like, there's others, which, again, tells you that this was not, like, a quick, quick moment. Like, a thrilling moment of, like, quick disrobe. Let's grab a shot of you just rolling around and, you know, in your birthday suit. Yeah. This is... Not probably the first time nor the last time that we're going to see this behavior. And I'm... I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And again, some people might not be. I mean, other people in the comments are like, it's none of your business. And she's just it's her body. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. 
but I, I just, you know, from a person who follows pop culture, I'm just so, oh, there's more photos and I didn't see because she just posted one 19 hours ago. And oh, it's really? So, like, I just want to be there for the photo shoot. I want to hear the conversation before. Yeah, this is the one I was talking I'm about. I'm just a hu- curious human. It's a, it's, it's, it's a thing. Um, can you tell me really quickly about yeah. her mom? Yeah, you won't know this because the post has since been of removed. Course, of but in a, in a quote candid Instagram post Wednesday, she once again rejected her family's apologies. That is, you know, her mom issued an apology last week in the comments of Instagram because she has blocked her mom from Instagram. But that apology uh, did not fall on kind ears, apparently. Um, and she basically told her mom to go bleep herself. She said, for 13 years, I had to meet doctors weekly to bring up my past, which made it worse. As for my whole family, including my brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, and well, dang, the whole audience were either stoned or drunk off their behinds. She didn't say behinds. I was the mother bleeping saint who was scared to move. It puts these nude photos in context, honestly. Uh, Scared to move where I knew my dad would put me in to put me somewhere if I didn't cooperate, even in America, the land of the free. Uh, not one mother bleeping person stood up for me. Mom, take your apology and go bleep yourself. And to all the doctors for bleeping with my mind, I pray for you. Oh, excuse me. I pray you all bleep and bleep. Mm-hmm. Burn and bleep. Mm-hmm. And then kiss my... Kiss my... There's a lot of bleeps. Bleep. Just so she's angry still. That post it. has since been removed. And this is a common behavior. The nude posts will say, the bleep yourself photos... Mm-hmm posts will disappear. disappear in a matter of moments yeah it's really i mean it's just unfortunate it's really it's, unfortunate here's what i will say it's uncomfortable to watch somebody in their process mm-hmm. she's clearly but in she's some doing it publicly sort of so what does that say so she wants us to be to involved engage in, this. yeah so that's What's actually that an, that's actually an interesting uh I don't know, like I get the armchair psychologist. Well, Cause out. I feel like we all think we're doing something bad or like about having an opinion. And I'm like, but she's wanting us yeah. to see this. Yeah. This is not like you happened upon a person having like, it's not like you walked into her house right. unannounced and overheard her being real about her feelings. Right. She literally went to the town square with a megaphone and no pants. It's it's awkward to watch. And at the same time, I think, well, like you said, it puts it kind of gives a different context to her nude pictures. And I don't want to oversimplify it, but I just think from like an armchair psychologist standpoint, is it surprising that the person who felt controlled is finally being free with her body? Right. I mean, it, like you see this all the time. It's it's a very teenagery thing to do, which again wouldn't be surprising, right? Yeah, to because... push back against the thing that's trying to create boundaries in your life. Now that that is a drastic way of describing what her family did, but they definitely. Well, can you imagine her growth has been stunted since a very young age? A thousand percent. Like her growth. I mean, so she really is like a teenager. I bet. I mean. I don't know. I could go on for days because I, I think actually there's something very interesting about what she's doing in front of us that we should that we actually should be talking about, which yeah. is what it looks like to see somebody process trauma in real time and not with the assistance. And I say this not knowing a, for a fact, um, but it seems like she doesn't trust psychologists for good reason because they were weaponized. Or any doctor. 
or any doctor because they were used as weapons for her. So this looks like somebody processing a type of trauma without the guidance of somebody to help contextualize it for her. Mm -hmm. And to your point, she's putting it out there. So it's like kind of feels like fair game. But like you said, we still because we're humans go, I should not be looking at this. Yeah. I do not feel like this. what I'm looking at is something I should be invited into. Yeah. But she's inviting us into it. Yep. It's messy. People messy. When we so come messy. back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of messy, oh. we're going to tie up some loose ends on the Brangelina story Ooh. when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we've got some loose ends to tie up regarding the Brangelina situation. Brangelina. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Bring us up to speed, trainer. Okay, so we started the week talking about uh, breaking news Angelina Jolie detailing abuse at the hands of Brad Pitt, literally back in 2016. And I know you're thinking, 2016, why am I talking about that now? Well, because it's relevant because she put it in documents. Now, the documents are connected to a counterfiling she put in a case that's connected to their winery. And I know you're like, oh, this is so complicated business. What? Why is she talking about this? Didn't we know? Look, it's a lot of new stuff we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And it's all because she feels shut out of her fortune. Her fortune is all connected to this winery. And Brad Pitt tried to, uh, well, make her, in, in an attempt to get her money, out of this winery, mm-hmm. he was going to make her, according to her and according to these documents, sign a non-disclosure agreement about the abuse that took place on that plane that led to their divorce. The plane, of course, led to, um, I think we probably in media probably characterized it at the time as a fight or some yeah. kind of Brad Pitt. Oh, I think we scuffle. Yeah. Uh, argument. But truly, it was Brad Pitt, according to Angelina Jolie, her account, um, some serious abuse mm-hmm. was alleged at the hands of Brad Pitt, but we're not, we're, we didn't know about that in its detail until now, because in the attempt for her to try to get her money back, they're still arguing, can't come to an arrangement. And she says the reason, because I think a lot of us were like, why can't you guys figure this out? She says, the reason we couldn't figure this out is because he wanted me to sign as a part of this agreement to, you know, get my money for this winery that I'm partial owner of a non-disclosure agreement about the abuse. So, oh, I can't talk about what happened in my marriage. I'm not doing that. And so because she wouldn't do that, talks fell apart. That's what led to this lawsuit. This lawsuit, and I was listening to a conversation about, um, you know, the, the sort of legal technical aspects of this case, could actually end up before the Supreme Court of the United States next year because of some legal maneuvering wow. that's going on. And I won't bore you with the details because, frankly, I don't even understand fully what they're talking about but i we talked about that this week now the thing i wanted to talk about today is that according to a story in the in the daily mail not only do we know that there's obviously a lot of bad blood between these two and we now Mm -hmm. know why because the allegations she has talked about but she apparently according to this um daily mail story brad pitt has no relationship with uh his six children at least, again, that's according to, you know, the sources connected with this particular story. That's fascinating because I don't think that we knew the extent of the damage that he no. allegedly caused such that he wouldn't have a relationship with his kids any longer. Right. This is, well, you know, I'm having a lot of moments where I'm going back to the ways that we've talked about this 
not knowing what actually happened. Things like his relationship with his kids, things like uh, the way that Angelina Jolie seems very vindictive in every maneuver she makes legally. Yeah, well, that's what his his, you know, supporters are saying. She is being vindictive. She is the one that's, you know, poisoning the children against him. But when you know what happened, it starts to contextualize those things in a different way. And also, I don't know if we said this already, but it seems like if this happened on that flight and it happened as badly as it did, likely that wasn't the first and only time something threatening or unsafe had happened. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm saying that I don't have any proof of that. I'm not saying that based on evidence. I'm just saying that from a place of human perspective, it's not usual that somebody goes from zero to that. Yeah. And have has never ever expressed some sort of behaviors. Oh my god, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Like when in when in the history of the world have you ever come across a situation where somebody wakes up one day and acts totally contrary that you don't then go, that was totally contrary to mm-hmm. anything I've learned. Let's figure out what happened and and change things. Mm-hmm. You don't have a divorce days after that event if that event wasn't the thing that broke the straw that broke the camel's back, typically. Right. So right. I think it is safe to say that we can at this point take her allegations at face value. Now, what mm-hmm. I will say is since those allegations came out, we have, like I said, we've learned a lot of stuff. We've think, And that's why we're talking about it. He apparently has no relationship with the kids. And I want to get really quickly to a point about uh, another point that he, through his reps now has said a few more things, but essentially is only saying like, she's lying. None of this is true. Yeah. That excuse is not going to last very long because he's got two movie projects and one of them, and I wanted to get the name of it. I, I think, and I'm just going to do a quick Google. Uh, he is wor- connected to a project about Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> and in, I think might, might be a producer. And I don't remember, but there's also another film project that he's working on. That's going to be coming out shortly. Both of those instances are going to create huge opportunities for the media to ask him very specific questions Mm -hmm. or the people connected with him on that movie. So to just show up and say it's all lies is not going to work. And to say that she is just the evil one who has poisoned and is constantly lying, like that's only going to get you so far. And his people can say it, but he can't say that without looking problematic. Well, and there are receipts. That exist in the world. Exactly. There just are. Contemporaneous to the the allegations. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, messy. It's messy, people. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, more messy people. Uh, we call them D-Bags. Bradley here for my friends at the Snyder team with EXP Realty. I just saw Bob this morning and he was telling me how crazy the market is, but the, he wants to get the message out. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Both Jennifer and Bob believe strongly that despite where the market is at, you don't have to worry about it. You just have to be connected to the right people. And the right people in this case are Jennifer, Bob, and the whole Snyder team. Why? Because they have over 25 years experience buying and selling homes within the Twin Cities, around the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. So 
14 qualified agents, that 25 years helping over 3,000 families. If the market's high, if it's low, what does that even mean? I don't know. Interest rates are high. Can I buy? This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We've got these celebrities behaving badly we'd like to tell you about. We call them. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. My D-bag today is none other than Prince Andrew. Oof. Bing bong. Why? Well, for so many reasons, but because he called a royal protection officer a bleep, 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 bleep. Wow. I just, I'm not even, like, some of these words I could say, I'm just not feeling comfortable saying them. So he called a lady some things, but that, but wait, there's more. So we know this because there's a new documentary, (gasps) which I was most. Oh my gosh. I know. Sorry. I never. Now I will say one of those words the British love to use, and it's not as nasty as we uh, use it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same. Like next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would see you then. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That one. Not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Mm, yeah, next yeah. Tuesday. Anyway, the moral <laughs> of the story is uh, we know this because there's a new documentary and it's called Prince Andrew Banished. And uh, Paul Page, who worked as a royal protection officer, said that he and other police officers on duty at Buckingham Palace were shocked by dun, 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 the number of women visiting the divorced prince's mm. private rooms. And I almost read that as the divorced private's prince. Well, Prince's rooms. Not, well, they probably his were privates were divorced from his reality. Divorced privates and all that's appropriate. He's not. We used to have a joke that he should have a revolving door in his bedroom. The amount of women going in and out of there, it just literally was literally every other day someone would be coming in to see him, a different one every time. Ugh. He alleges that a woman showed up one evening. Also, it shows you that they don't use that word solely for women. Because this is a man mm. that he was talking about, right? Oh, interesting. Unless there was another protection oh, yeah, officer. Right. But it, it, anyway, the moral of this story is he's a horrible person and I want to watch this documentary. Why? Why am I fascinated by the royal family? I don't know. Why am I? I mean, I do. Why am I fascinated by Prince Andrew? I don't know. Because maybe here's a person who has it all and single handedly has just used all of his powers for evil and not good. A hundred percent. I mean, I think that the one of the reasons that we're fascinated by these types of stories about people who, to your point, like have everything and their power or their uh, perception of their own power and celebrity is the thing that is their undoing. It's this feeling like you're untouchable. Yeah. That makes you feel so touchable. Oh. I said it. He did. He was talking about a woman, by the way, because uh, the the officer recounts that he was talking about uh, a female colleague who, upon being called these things, by the way, uh, quote, went bright red with embarrassment before uh, yeah. acting on his request. Uh-huh. Yeah. God. You would if somebody called you those words. And some. And, and, and only one of them <laughs> is about a meeting time that might occur next Tuesday. Exactly. And he said, uh, you'd think a member of the royal family would have some kind of decorum and respect for the staff that are there to protect them and look after them. He's just a horrible person. 
He's a bully. It's really, you know, the thing. It makes me happy, though, and here's why. Not happy that Mm -hmm. he is a bully Mm -hmm. or a horrible person, Mm -hmm. but happy that we're learning that the people connected to him most closely also believe that. Why? Because that's the image painted in the media. And oftentimes, Mm -hmm. I do think you have to be careful because the media is too quick to jump on, you know, sort of stereotyping, not stereotyping people, that too. But Mm -hmm. in this case, you know, sort of like, there's one horrible thing and then that's all that people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it's justified because apparently, you know, because sometimes people get reputations and then you find out, oh, that's not actually who that person is in totality. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it seems like that really is the case. And so therefore, we've been right all along when right. it comes to our feelings about Prince Andrew. Well, and I feel like we're going to get to know more because his mom is no longer here to protect him from some yep. of the... Storytelling. The thing I think that makes me sad is that the queen did protect him so much. And I wonder, I don't know. I just feel like that whole relationship had to be pretty tricky. Well, and just imagine what happens when, you know, because I'm assuming she protected him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just by nature of being alive. Right. Right. In a way that now he's going to get sidelined. Right. And the complication about this is that, you know, you know, by all accounts, he's he was her favorite mm-hmm. and they had a very close relationship. How do you but deal with she that would also your favorite is like, would be the person who brought the most dishonor to your family. Yeah. And it is by all accounts, a pretty I mean, literally despicable every person. Every other member in the family, not every member, but every other close male royal but and no, not even male, because Prince Anne was wearing her uh, military finery mm-hmm. too, because she's got roles. He was just wearing a, a plain old suit. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, you know why you're wearing that suit there, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Because you, you couldn't nasty. keep it in your suit. Well, and to that end, the talk of the dinner parties, somebody said in this new documentary about Prince Andrew, the talk of the dinner parties was he couldn't keep his trousers closed. He's never smoked or taken drugs or drunk alcohol. But his one big thing is his one sex. little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to think about oh, Prince Andrew's wiener. Thank sorry. you. Okay. Mr. D-Bag. Kim Kardashian. Oh, Whoa. what's going on with uh, Kim K? So, you know, I've been talking about this podcast of hers. Yeah, uh, you the system. To it Kim Kardashian's The System. Um, that is a podcast about a person named Kevin Keith who she is going to show us through the power of podcasts uh, that this person is an innocent person being held for a crime that he did not commit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it turns out now what I didn't tell you is there were two survivors of this family shooting that, uh, that occur in the story that involves Kevin um, Keith. And those two survivors are now adults. They were six and four at the time of the shooting. And they both were injured in the shooting, but both lived. Okay. And here's why Kim Kardashian is my D-bag today. Yeah, this is turnabout. You might think that she reached out to the two survivors to make them part of the podcast. Oh, no. She did not. She didn't? She did not. They did Does not reach out to them at all. They're not acknowledged in the thing. They're acknowledged as people like characters in the story. Okay. Uh, that there were two survivors, but they are not part of the podcast. And not only are they, and this is probably why 
because the two of them maintain that they recall that shooting and that it was Kevin Keith. Oh, so they are essentially like counter to whatever narrative is being put out by the podcast. Okay, that's a little shady. Super shady. Because this is the problem that I have with these kinds of narrative nonfiction podcasts. Parodied oh so well by a TV series I know you watched as well as I did. Only Only Murders Murders in in the building, Building. Where you have like the, uh, what's her name? Tina Fey. Tina Fey character Mm -hmm. who plays this sort of character from Serial. What's her name? Yeah, her. Sarah Koenig. Yeah. So she plays this sort of like, you know, like she's heck bent on portraying a crime a certain way, even if the facts don't line up, or at least that's how she's presented in the show. And I think that my one critique of narrative nonfiction podcasts would be sometimes you're serving the story in a way that doesn't serve the truth. Mm -hmm. And what you're just explaining now is an indication or an illustration of just that concern, because it's alluding to the fact that there's evidence that might make listeners feel differently Mm -hmm. if only it were included but that doesn't seem to line up with the narrative Kim has. Right, because her narrative is about proving a certain point, and anything that challenges that has no room in her podcast. Never mind the fact that the thing that challenges her point are two people who were there and saw it happen. That would seem important to it, share with the audience. Do you think that would. that will change now? that Because not all the episodes are out, right? This right. is just being told week by week. Correct. Uh, my sense, though, is that it's all in the can. They're no, just I know, but I'm it. saying, you know how, like, yeah. we've had with with like the Richard Simmons things. Yeah. As events sort of begin to take over, you'll wonder if people start pointing out, "Hey, these people don't agree with you. What do you say about I, that?" You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Something tells me that it would unravel a lot of the work that has been done on this. Yeah. Um, these, the two victims who are survivors, I should say, Quinita and Quentin Reeves are their names. Again, they're adults now. Uh, Quentin has his own children. Um, they were four and six at the time of the crime. They said the only, they never, they didn't even know that this was in process at all, that there was a podcast podcast being done about this crime at all, let alone that Kim Kardashian was involved. Okay. Until they found out, uh, so the podcast came out on October 3rd. They said they were never invited as guests, um, but they had been warned about it shortly before by the producer who's part of it, um, whose name I can never remember. Uh, Anyway, heads up, the story's being told. Yeah, it was like a very, like, kind of off the like out out of the side of their mouth like it was just like oh by the way just so you know this is about to come out now that's kind of a big deal because if you're a person who's been part of a major crime if you witness a murder yeah and you're a survivor of that giving a heads up like hey it's just like well first of all they should have been involved like that but that aside giving them a heads up like this is coming out and this is going to be a thing your story is now going to be out in the open in a way that it wasn't. And told in a way that you're not a part of. And people are going to have questions. And opinions. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Oh! Yeah, this is this is not good for her. It just changes the them. whole... It really does change my whole perspective on the podcast. Yeah. And bums me out because I was willing to give her this 
well moment it shows you again that like this is this is why it's easy and i fall into this and we all do mm-hmm. when you hear a great story you're all in and then you realize after the fact you'll learn something and you're like oh i didn't know all of this mm-hmm. because you'll see articles come out after stories are told like here's the five guys you didn't know about in this podcast that actually say none of that happened and you're like what yeah why didn't anyone tell me mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of Kardashians and Kardashian adjacents, Kanye West is drumming up his own drama mm-hmm. on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's more than what we've talked about it's so dangerous. far. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Oh, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Just talking about cruises in the break. Don't you know, worry. It's what we do. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you who you're not going to find on a cruise anytime soon, Kanye West. I don't know that for sure, but I can't imagine him on a cruise. I don't know what he gets up to, but I will say there's still drama going on. And, you know, look, it's complicated when it comes to Kanye. But there is a story which I'm sure you've seen and we've uh, touched on bits and pieces of this because yesterday Chloe jumped in to Kanye. Kanye had a very controversial Yeezy show during Fair, uh, Paris Fashion Week or Ferris Passion Week, which other, whatever you... That's attended. a whole different thing. Okay. And uh, Vogue editor and stylist, um, Gabrielle, I forget, Gabrielle Karifa Johnson, she... Um, criticized what he did in his Yeezy show, specifically a T-shirt um, that he had uh, that he and others were wearing. And she took issue with that. And she had very strong opinions about it. And she actually, I will say, sort of like thought, like she put it all out there, yeah. right? Like she was very honest about her opinions. Um, and she even, anyway, she has been criticized and attacked online in a way that is really just in addition to not surprising because the world we live in Mm -hmm. problematic, sad, tragic, and dangerous. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think Kanye has some responsibility here. Like you can argue about Kanye's art quote unquote. I don't want to have that conversation because you can't even get to that conversation. If you can't be safe in Mm -hmm. your job and Gabriella Karifa Johnson you know, by all accounts anyway, has been just the target of a a lot of online trolling and vitriol in response to her having thoughts and opinions about Kanye's controversial, um, you know, page six calls it design choices. I would just call it Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye Westery, Um, which which she, you know, she's entitled to because she's a human being, but also she's an like this is her wheelhouse she's in a vogue editor and stylist commenting on an incident uh, a choice that was made during a fashion week event yeah right like this is it's not even just like this is somebody who casually sees something happen and has not that that would make it better it doesn't make it better or worse it just is that this is a person whose job it is to have Thoughts and commentary. This is her job on this world. She had the thoughts. She shared them eloquently, well informed. Yep. And is. And you can't see the problem. It's such a weird sideshow. I just like it's frustrating. If if it sounds like we're you know like dancing around this, it's because you can't have 
an open, it's not that you can't have an open conversation. It's that you can't begin to have this conversation if all sides aren't playing fair. And what I mean by that is she says, so uh, she, she took to another Instagram post and said, you know, I fielded some serious volatility, volatility over the last couple of days, but nothing has been quite as bad as what people have said about my body and the way that I look um, at the fashion show. The fat phobia jumped out. Yes, I'm fat. And these are her words. Yes, I'm fat. No, I'm not humiliated to show up as my authentic self in the world. She continued adding that she's worked hard to feel confident in her body. You have an editor of a major international magazine and, you know, uh, publication who's having to stand up for herself for why? To literally just justify her existence. (laughs) Because... Uh, Kanye called her out and in the process said that she wasn't a quote fashion person. He has since deleted this photo. Um, like with, he took a photo of her basically shaming mm-hmm. her saying, this is not a fashion person. Like don't listen to what she basically taking her voice away. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, in a separate post, he zooms in on her boots and says, I know Anna hates these boots. So he's, he's not happy with the criticism mm-hmm. that has come his way and his response has in turn launched a, a certain amount of negativity and criticism at him. And and that's, you know, that's why we brought this story up in the first place yesterday was because the Kardashians ended up getting pulled into this conversation because Kanye then, in defense of whatever he's doing, right. throws in the argument that he's been having with his ex-wife mm-hmm. about access to his children. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just bringing it all in to the public conversation, which, again, it's the lack of awareness that it's not just your voice. It's all of the people listening to your voice who are now going to be actors in uh, this online drama. Right. And, again, I mean, you know, to your point about not playing fair, it's like we're all seeing the plays that he's doing. He's not going to talk about the real thing that this really is about. Instead, he's going to try to, you know, what's the word? Like divert attention to all these other grievances he has with the world. And then and then to take it one step further, he acts as the mouthpiece for somebody who isn't even speaking. Yeah. Anna Wintour was not in the conversation. Yeah. He brought her into the chat. She still hasn't shown up. I think actually she did. There was a comment from somebody on her behalf that she supports, um, you know, her own employee, yeah. uh, her oh, own yeah. hire. Um, but it just is like, it's it's so frustrating because you can see it happening and, and al- you can't stop it. And also it, it takes away from the opportunity for Kanye to have the actual conversation, which is if people do disagree with what he considers to be his artistic voice, I want to hear that conversation. Right. What is the justification your artistic justification for the thing that has that a lot of people are criticizing and found controversial because that's the conversation. And I don't think he would necessarily have a losing conversation. It's just that he's not having the conversation, he's not having any conversation yeah. because when you're attacking like the individuals and then not the opinions, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're not, nothing's ever going to get accomplished, which is why people continue to say, I, I don't take your, your artistic, voice seriously because you're not engaging it but again because but that's not because then that's not art i mean that's i mean we've talked the last couple days for various reasons in our crazy stupid idiot segment about artists who did a certain type of art then part of that art is explaining your point of view part of that's actually probably in a lot of ways 
the bigger part of the art is sharing the perspective so that other people who are viewing the art have a lens similar to the one that you use to create it in which to to interact with it. But he's not doing that. He's literally setting his hair on fire and walking out of the room. I would even allow him to do the thing which I think artists are totally entitled to do because if I create a piece of art truly and because I I, I, I can understand a person who believes I don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. And if I create something, I don't need to tell you why I created it. So if he were to have said, um, you are welcome to your interpretation. I'm not telling you why I created that art. If you think that's why I created it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. But I'm the artist and I'm creating. And if you don't like it, you're entitled to your opinion. Like you can, you can, yeah. that to me is justified. Yeah. Not saying anything is justified. Because I could see where artists would be like, why do I need to explain it? It's my art. That's right. I'm an artist, right? Sure. Like you can hear that that as a legitimate excuse, but that's not what we're doing. When you turn around and then, you know, body shame a woman mm-hmm. who's criticized you or had and has gone to great lengths to extend grace and understanding, it seems a little, mm-hmm. you know, disingenuous and you know inappropriate. And gross. Yeah. And horrible Thank and you. awful and abusive and Thank you. And, and, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know, you love them. You love a breakfast sandwich. Uh, why don't you give me your top three fast food breakfast sandwiches? 651-641-1071. What are your top three breakfast sandwiches? We'll talk to you after this on my talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 